to the Paperclick Podcast. This is Josh, joined as always by Andrew. Andrew, how's it going? Going well, going well, Josh. Glad to uh, to be recording. Happy to uh, get the get the questions going. Yeah. So before we get started, let's. Uh, I guess maybe let's just get everybody caught up. What have you been up to the last couple of months? Well, um, as far as you know activities um still running still uh trying to kind of stay in shape in that way i recently have introduced a different platform that i use for management as far as like a tool that helps me to manage um, just can oversee multiple accounts. It's an automated system um, that I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to providing more value to my my customer base with uh, using this. Uh, I also tested Unbounce for the. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm familiar with Unbounce, but I, I tested it specifically for a customer of mine, and and. Um, had mixed results this could be because of the landing page design but not the um, the software itself but I had a good good run with it and um, I think it, it, it was a good yeah I, I really like the the platform itself but yeah those are some of the things I got a little bit into landing page design and, and some of the uh, different aspects of that and then all of the different facets of, you know, setting up the, you know, tracking and, and making sure everything's set up correctly and seamlessly and all, all that good stuff. But um, other than that, I've, you know, working. Definitely busy with work. I've, I've seen some trends in, in my industry over the last 14 days that I was actually able to kind of trace back over the last couple of years worth of data with lead farmers. And then even further before that, that kind of supported the trends that I was seeing. And that kind of stuff always makes me like really happy to be doing what I'm doing because when you work with data, like there's always, there's so much that you can pull from to kind of validate or discredit that data where you're not just kind of guessing on what's going on with, with any one thing that you're trying to research. So that was good. Last week I ran, I ran 10 miles a day, every day. Hey, nice. And um, it wasn't until like Saturday that I actually started to feel anything, like anything like maybe yeah. going wrong or getting too stressed. <laughs> it was like in my, my foot. Yeah. So I was like, well, I got to take it like really easy on Sunday. And I, I actually had such a good time running then on Sunday, like, like pain-free, no stress or anything. I was like, man, I might just keep this going. Like see if keep I can that do pace. another seven yeah. days. But as I had to stop and now I'm glad that I did because my shin's been hurting for like <laughs> three days now. That's so, a lot of mileage, man. Yeah, it was my highest mileage week ever. I think my previous high was like 55 miles. I partially just kind of did this to see if I could do it, but there was also a 
a challenge in Strava that was like you had to run 70.3 miles. I was like, that's a that's good motivation to try this out. I've been wanting to try it anyway. Nice. Very uh, cool. Started really investing more time in landscape photography, which I've been doing for about four years now. But I'm really, I want to seriously get into it now. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of picking one thing that I've been thinking about doing out of the laundry list of things and actually sticking to it and making right. it a point to go and do this thing. So I pick landscape photography because it kind of encompasses a few different things that I really like, like uh, hiking and camping. Cause a lot of these things, it's going to be like a day long hike to get somewhere and then you have to spend the night there so that you can photograph it the next morning because you really want to hit that stuff like either in the morning or in the evening not really in the middle of the day so it it kind of throws together some things that i already enjoy doing it gives me a reason to go and do that kind of stuff again so that's been good i've already got some trips planned i want to do the go to the ozarks pretty soon and there's a, a couple of shots that I want to get over there, but there's some more like local Texas stuff that I want to do weekend trips to go photograph. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff, man. That's, that's pretty cool. You got, got up to the 10 miles and, uh, and continued that. That's, that's a lot of mileage. And then also with, uh, the landscape stuff that, that photography is beautiful. So that's pretty awesome. So let's go ahead and jump into this week's discussion, which is over Bing ads. Um, Bing ads is another form of pay-per-click advertising that you can choose to use or to not use. And uh, it functions very similarly to Google ads. I, so similarly that there's like an import button in Bing ads to bring your Google ads campaign over. So it just gives you another platform to advertise on that you might already be familiar with as an advertiser or as a pay-per-click customer. So to kind of kick things off, Andrew, what is your overall experience with Bing ads? Yeah, great question. So I Google traditionally is where a lot of my focus goes to, but a lot of the kind of skills and observations that you make on the Google ads platform translates to Bing ads um, and, you know, kind of Microsoft ads in general. So my experience with them is for the time that I have been managing PPC in general, they've always been in the mix. So I would say, you know, of the, you know, seven years of experience I've pro it's probably going to be like an, like an 80, 20 split or something like that. So it's, it's primarily going to be Google ads, but my, my experience with the platform in general is, is pretty good. Um, and like you mentioned, a lot of the stuff ports over directly into Bing, uh, short of, a you know, some of the updated ads and some of the updated extensions that are available on Google have not yet been introduced to the Bing platform. But for the most part, as far as like bidding, uh, keywords, match types, um, you know, headlines, descriptions, 
audiences, demographics, all of that stuff is 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 fairly translatable to the platform. So uh, it's been, I, I'd say the the entirety of my my career of Bing ads have always kind of been there. But how about yourself? Yeah, I'm, it, kind of the same. I've worked with Bing ads as part of like the an overall pay-per-click suite before. Um, since the creation of Lead Farmers PPC, I've only used Bing ads for like testing, trying to see if it's viable as an additional pay-per-click lead source in conjunction with Google ads. Um, so not necessarily like, would you ever choose Bing ads over Google ads? Right. To me, that's like, no. Right. But <laughs> is this something that you can use as part of an overall pay-per-click service? Yeah, about, I'd say probably about five years of experience and working with it and mostly working with it as kind of like a, an add-on type thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and I should add that too, that it's always been an additional kind of service, uh, whether it be the, you know, when I was working at agencies or working, you know, for myself at, you know, inspiration PBC, either way, it's always kind of like, let's, let's see what we can do with Google ads first. And then we can introduce some Bing if, if we, you know, maybe you're at the top end of market share, but yeah, absolutely. I guess the next question are, it would be, what are some of the pros that Bing ads can bring to clients and customers? So for me, the biggest one would be cost. And that's mostly due to the lower, the lower overall amount of traffic that you see on Bing ads. So like, I guess the cost for impression share is a lot lower than on Google ads. Like you might be able to pick up a hundred percent impression share for the keywords that you're using in Google over on Bing for like a third of the cost or something, you know, it's just, it's significantly lower. Your cost per click might end up being roughly the same, but because you have less traffic, you have fewer clicks coming in, you, you still end up netting like a lower cost overall. That to me is like the big standout pro because you're basically looking at a mirror version of Google ads for a different platform. But really the only people that are using uh, like any Bing related search engine are people who use um, like use that as the default browser on their computer. So they use like Microsoft Edge and they use like Bing search engine. Right. Or I think Yahoo also uses Bing as their primary search engine. Like the Yahoo search engine just doesn't right. exist anymore. Yeah. But really the only way that you would that most people would choose to use Bing is if it comes installed default on the computer because most Windows machines now, like the first thing that people do is go and they download Chrome or like they'll use Bing to search Google and then perform their search. There's a lot fewer people using the actual search engine itself, which means you get a lot less eyes on your ads, but it's a lot lower cost. Yeah, I think along with the the things that you mentioned like the you know the the cost is a, is a big factor of course with a lot of 
of customers. The traffic also, it's, it's, it's a lot less as far as volume wise, just because of the nature of it being a smaller, a smaller really network of, of, of people that are going to engage with Bing or use it primarily. It's, it's kind of just one of those things that like, I, I would say the biggest pro to it would be that once you've established a good strategy on Google ads, you can then focus that same strategy on Bing at a, at a lower cost per click. And you can usually get the same type of results in a, in a drastically ramped down kind of fashion. So say you're yeah, spending like some no learning curve for that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you establish a lot of the, the strategy and the kind of buildup of data from one platform, and then you can move it to Bing and, and, and have that same approach. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but more times than not, it's, it's usually going to be the same type of behavior that we're seeing on, on that um, platform as well. So yeah, I think one of the biggest pros to it is that when a customer is, is you know, maybe already at 80 to 90% search impression share on, on Google, and they're happy with the results there, and they're like, I'm, I'm looking for a little bit more, we want to kind of, you know, we've already maybe uh, capped out the budget on Google ads, um, you know, maybe maxed out our, 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 our daily average spend. They're looking for more because we're not even able to spend all of that. Um, usually another, another way to do that is, is to go after that, that Bing audience and kind of traffic and see if we can pick up some more conversion that way. So that's one of the biggest pros to it. Yeah, because not having to learn an entirely new advertising system, but still being able to like take something that you've developed, take the principles of it, and then apply it somewhere else, that can be pretty big um, just for generating some additional leads. If nothing else, generating some additional traffic to get into some kind of like retargeting campaign that you're running on other platforms. Like there, that is definitely a big pro because most people, don't want to jump into something new unless they have a lot of know-how and experience on how to make that thing work. But with Bing ads, if you're already doing something in Google ads, you can transfer it directly over. And if nothing else, you have a strategy that's worked for you on a different platform to start with, even if that strategy changes in Bing over time, because it doesn't quite mesh with Bing where it really works in Google. You've at least got some place to start and you know how it works. So what for you would be like one major con to the Bing ads platform? So one of the cons that I run into quite a bit is conversely from what the pro is, it's, it's usually starting on Bing first and never getting the results that really I believe PPC can have on a business. So maybe somebody is a business owner, they started off on Bing and they want the, you know, the same cost per click, cost per conversion that they're seeing on Bing and they want that translated over to Google. I think one of the biggest cons is is usually starting off on the wrong foot when it comes to your marketing. And I think that's why it's so important to have somebody that one has experience like you had mentioned in the space, but having somebody that can help you navigate 
the best way to allocate marketing budget on a monthly, quarterly, and yearly basis so that you can get the most of the traffic and and get the most of, of what the platform itself can provide uh, for your business. So I think the biggest con really to Bing is is that Bing kind of advertises as, you know, being a solution for for providing you with with new customers. And although it does a great job of of doing that in in some capacity, it it really is is small in comparison to the to the the availability that you have on on the Google Ads platform. And that comes from literally the tools that you have access to on the platform that comes down to, um, you know, the match types that comes down to the ads that comes down to the, um, the different types of, of bid strategies that, that are available to you on Bing. They are all pretty much duplicates or some form of an iteration that Google has already done. So it's, it's it's good to get them in conjunction working together. It's not good to start with one versus the other. Uh, I say there's only really one way to kind of go about it. It's usually starting off with Google Ads. So I think the biggest con is just that. It's it's is maybe um, one is a little bit of client expectation on what the platform can provide, and then two, it's kind of like hey, if if it's been working for you well, then continue to do it. Like, that's fantastic. But, you know, you're going to want to start with with Google Ads so you can get a better idea of how much that traffic actually costs and then, you know, how much, you know, cost per click really is. You know, on Bing, it could be something like two bucks. On, on Google Ads, it could be something like five. The difference is that the people that are going to be using uh, Google Ads for the most part, you know, it's, it's going to have more volume, you, you, more intent, it's going to have it's it, you're you're more to the masses when you when you go to something like that. So, I think that that would be just one of the the bigger um, the bigger cons to it. But how about yourself? What do you think are I, I guess one of the cons that that Bing ads have? I'd say for me the biggest con is it it is traffic related because you're you're investing your time in managing a campaign that's on a platform that isn't going to generate as many leads for you, even if they are at a cheaper cost. And well, it might not be a lot of time if you're spending time in there daily, like that's going to add up. If you could be a hundred percent invested in something that's actually generating leads for you that you can follow up on, on a, on a regular basis versus something that you have to spend about the same amount of time in, that isn't generating as much, then it, it might not be worth it to you. But I think just the volume of people that aren't on Bing is the biggest con. Um, there's also this really weird problem that I've had with robocallers on Bing, where if you have a call oh, extension, yeah. yeah, I've had somebody get like 30 or 40 calls in a day. From a bot? Where, from what? From a bot? Yeah. Yeah, can, yeah. Yeah. From from one bot, from different bots, mm-hmm. um, where it just calls and then hangs up, but it is using that call extension and Bing in order to do that. And it's one of those things where, like, you know, the exact same campaign on Google doesn't do that. 
and then you transfer it over into Bing and instantly, you know, you get like 30 or 40 calls in a day and it's, it's all bot stuff. So that's like, I've had more than one instance of that, which is why I have to bring it up as a con because it doesn't happen for everybody, but I have had it happen to a few accounts where that kind of stuff adds up like they're cheap clicks, but then you end up getting spent out within a few minutes because there were robots uh, scanning your scanning your ads, taking that extension and then calling you from it. So you do like you do pay for those clicks and it does run you out. So the those two for me, just the amount of traffic and then the uncertainty with those extensions. Um, the the bot thing has been a problem for me like all five years that I've run and or tested Bing ads campaigns. So that would be something where, you know, you might run the campaign, but just don't put a call extension on it. But it's it's still to me a pretty big con. Yeah, those are that that's a that's a great insight into uh into Bing and some of the performance that you've seen from it. And and that's a it's a pretty big con. Yeah, I think both of those are really good points. Uh, similarly to the pros that that are, you know, advantages that you can have on on Bing ad, using Bing ads for your business. There's definitely some things that I think need to be acknowledged when when introducing them. And um, I, you know, that kind of leads us to our last question. When when would when would you recommend an advertiser, a company, a business to start using Bing ads? Kind of what we stated earlier, I definitely recommend it as an add-on to a Google Ads campaign that you're already running because Google Ads has a much larger market share. So you're more likely to get consistent results when it comes to the number of leads and leads over time versus going with Bing where there's going to be a lot fewer leads and then probably a much further time in between when you get those leads in. I would recommend it after you've got a solid Google ads campaign in place that's regularly performing with you, take that, import it over into Bing, and then see how that translates over for you. Perform like the same management on it, continue to upkeep it in the exact same way, but wait until it starts working for you in Google before making the jump with the campaign over. That's when I'd get started with it. How about you? What would be your recommendation for when somebody should start implementing Bing ads. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good caveat to what you're already doing on Google ads. It's a good like introduction into another platform to kind of see it's, it's, it's a top level kind of thing to introduce to businesses that is, we can, you know, we're already saturated in this particular market. You do not want to go to another location to maybe pick up on, on, you know, other, um, opportunities. Another option that we have is to do this using Bing. And it's always kind of, like you said, I, I had mentioned this earlier at the top of the podcast, it's, it's an 80-20 kind of, you know, implementation strategy, um, even from a budget standpoint and allocation for that stuff. So it's, it's very much um, an additional kind of service and management it, it's um it they they require a little bit less as far as the involvement of the i think the 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 strategy and creativity that comes along with google ads and and that type of management i think a lot of it is stemmed from 
from actually just being on that platform and it can be translated over or ported over whichever way uh, to to Bing. So, um, and, and like you had mentioned, it's, I mean, Google Ads just has a larger market share in general. So it's always something that I, I, I totally agree with what, what you were saying. It's to get the consistent results, um, we're going to want to derive that from primarily Google Ads. And then we're going to see if we can kind of copy that same strategy to Bing in a, in a smaller capacity. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Pay-Per-Click Podcast. So we covered some pros and cons of using Bing ads, kind of shared some tips on when to get started with that and kind of the viability of Bing ads overall versus Google ads. Before we sign off, Andrew, you got anything you want to leave our listeners with? Just have a wonderful week and looking forward to getting another podcast out for everybody in the uh, following weeks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Pay-Per-Click Podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're getting a lot out of the show, leave us a five-star review too. We'll catch you on the next episode.